He's my aesthetic branding marketing entrepreneurship. You're listening to the Kiss My Aesthetic Podcast. I am your host, Michelle Winterstein of MKW Creative Co., where we build bragworthy brands for social media-minded entrepreneurs, and you are in the right spot for branding, marketing, entrepreneurship advice that you can apply in your own business to better reach your ideal client online. Let's get to today's episode. Greetings, everyone. Welcome back to the Kiss My Aesthetic Podcast, a very special edition Assist My Aesthetic Podcast. Because my sister's here, Sarah. Hey, guys. Nice to be here. Woohoo. We're switching it up, doing something different, and having a co-host every once in a while because I like listening to podcasts better when there's two people, and so that's what we're doing. And not only that, but my sister is very ready and willing to school me on um, TikTok advice because she's the expert apparently. Um, But this episode is going to be all about TikTok. So why your brand should be on TikTok, what the advantages are to the platform, how it's different from other platforms, and really kind of the getting started of TikTok without getting really into the technicalities or into the weeds about it. So first and foremost, Sarah, how do you explain TikTok to someone who is not on TikTok? That's a tough question. (laughs) It's its own entity, so it's hard to compare it to anything. Basically, I just kind of describe it to all of my uh, friends and networking people that I meet that it's just a new platform to share your brand, to share your voice, and to share your business and what you do with people. It's not all dancing and singing and lip syncing like everyone thinks it is. And yeah, it's just a new media for us all to explore together. For anyone who doesn't know, TikTok is a video-only platform that shares looping videos under a minute, is kind of the brief descriptor. And their mission statement says to create and inspire joy is in their mission statement. But it used to be Musical.ly, for anybody who remembers Musical.ly, and then they kind of rebranded, came back out. TikTok's been in the news a ton, I think, when quarantine first hit is when it became a little more mainstream that everyone downloaded it. Um, That's when I joined. Yep. But before then... I had heard of TikTok through our younger sister who was like super convinced she was going to get more TikTok followers on TikTok than I had on Instagram at the time, which is about like 4,000, 5,000 on Instagram. And that was kind of enough fire under my butt to be like, okay, let me see if I can figure this out. And since then, it's the most downloaded app on the app store. And the average user is on there for like an average of 52 minutes a day, which is light compared to my TikTok consumption. Do you think you're spending more than that? Oh, easily. Easily. So there's a ton of potential for brands to reach a new audience from TikTok. So explain a little bit about how it works and how it's different from Instagram. Um, so I would say it's just different from Instagram because like you said, it's more of a video media than it is pictures. I think being in the wedding industry, Instagram is very much like our portfolio. It's our image base. It's we, what are the prettiest pictures we can put out. Um, What are the pictures that are going to grab people's attention? And now with TikTok being a new media, it's all video based. So now it's not just, you know, who has the pretty pictures and who can push out these really cool images. It's like who has, I mean, at least for me, it's who has the knowledge base, who can share the tips and tricks and really, you know, a new way to reach your audience where they're not just looking at pictures and pictures and pictures because Instagram, because it's been around for so long, has been very overly saturated by now with wedding pictures. I mean, you can, or really in any facet of business, I feel like you'll see the same thing over and over and over again. And now TikTok is a new way to, 
show what you do and who you are, but it's that way to bring across your brand messaging that says, um, this is me and this is how I'm different from other people. And that sometimes I feel like that falls flat when it's just pictures. Exactly. I think it was for me a way to post my portfolio. I was noticing when I post portfolio images as brand designer on Instagram, the engagement is shit. But if I posted a picture of myself, like as an entrepreneur, living my life, hanging out with my dog, those photos completely outperformed the logo I did for someone. So um, I think the, the advantage to putting things on TikTok of it being only video is that not only do you get to see the visuals of the brand, but like you get to hear that person's brand voice as they explain what they're talking about. And the more you explain what you know, the more you're positioned as an expert. So I didn't start seeing traffic until probably two or three months into posting on TikTok, probably four months until I posted like brand design in 60 seconds. And I shared a whole project in a minute under a minute and did a series of them. And they were like started getting traffic and by traffic, I mean views and likes and comments and people coming to my page. And then once I had some momentum, I was like, okay, let's keep going with this idea. Let's create like multiple parts in this series and let's keep posting these videos. And I know you did something similar because then I think you saw what I was doing with TikTok and you're like, okay, well, what can I do? So how, how was your strategy different? Because you didn't really start by just showing like your computer screen or showing like your work. Right. So I, if you scroll back through my feed, like all the way to my first few videos, it's just a random crapshoot of like... I was like doing some flat lay stuff and whatever and nothing was really gaining traction and I was getting really annoyed that what I thought was really cool and was this new like video media no one was really no one cared um that was until I started sharing wedding tips and just like 15 to 30 seconds of me my face to the camera just saying like the shortest bit of information but stuff that I thought was useful and that is what like really took my account and like made it skyrocket. I think the first tip that I posted that really got, I think it got like 3 million views was that on the back of your RSVP card, you should be writing numbers so that you can track your RSVPs if someone responds without a name. It's a very, very obviously niche topic. It's very specific to weddings and it's very random, but that was, I guess, a tip that people hadn't heard before. And once I kind of figured out that that's what people were coming to my page for, I just pushed out that content for days and days and days and days and literally gave every single tip and trick and piece of knowledge and bit of advice that I've gained in the years of doing weddings. And I was making like four to five videos a day, just like 30 second videos, the shortest bit of information, um, but kind of making it a series so that people were coming back for more and more. So two things on this. First, I'm putting myself in the perspective of a business owner who's hearing you say you made like four or five videos a day and being like, I don't have the freaking time to do that. And number two, let's talk about um, 3 million views and let's talk about the difference between views and genuine engagement and how those actually convert to clients. So to the first part, Um, we talked about this a little bit before we came on the podcast, but you were talking about how the stuff that you're sharing are kind of these tips that are super useful in the wedding industry that you've like learned as doing your, your business, but talk about how you've recycled stuff that you've already said elsewhere, like the upcycle potential with TikTok and how this information already exists. Like it already exists on your blog and on your website, but now putting it in on TikTok got you totally new traffic. Right. Uh, so first thing I tell people and other business owners about, making TikTok videos is one and takes almost like no time for me at all. Um, I'm not a dancer. I don't follow the trends. I don't do the specific songs. It's literally me, my face to the camera. It takes no time at all to make a video. Um, second thing is the things I'm not, the things I'm saying are not 
groundbreaking, incredible, only information that I know kind of things. Like if you're in the wedding industry or if you've planned a wedding before, or if you've been to a wedding, you know, most of this stuff, but if you haven't been in the wedding industry, then you don't know it. So all of this stuff is stuff that I was putting on my blog for years and years, trying to push it out, like how to make a wedding timeline and what time should your ceremony start and what flowers go with your color palette and all that stuff. And I could write blogs for days and days and days, but we've kind of, I think as a society have moved past the era of blogs where no one wants to go onto a website and read a super long blog post, um, especially with, you know, technology and how things are evolving. We want our information as quick and as fast and as easy as possible. Um, So breaking down stuff that I already had on my blog and just repurposing it in a video. So I could have a blog post that was three pages long on how to make your timeline. And out of that, I could make easily 15 different videos because they're each 30 seconds to 60 seconds. And then that's, you know, 30 videos that I have now um, that I can reach new people and engage in the comments and stuff versus my blog post, which maybe only 15 people were reading. Exactly. And I think for business owners where TikTok is really different than all the other social platforms is that when you open the app, you're not actually seeing the content of the people that you follow. Instead, you're being constantly exposed to different like creators through the For You page. So the For You page is similar to the Instagram Explore page and that it's going to show you content that it thinks you want to interact with. So the common like misconception I get from people is like, oh, I downloaded TikTok and it was so weird. I deleted it. And you have to teach TikTok what to show you. So based on your interactions, based on who you follow, what you like, what you comment on, what you share is the content. It's like creating niche content just for you. Um, so if you're on there for business, you want to be interacting with the people who are maybe your ideal client or are in your industry, in your niche. And then likewise, you'll get shown with that kind of similar content. So uh, again, it's like not groundbreaking advice, this like wedding advice, but for someone who's planning a wedding, who stumbled across your account and got value out of Mm -hmm. what you had to say right away, then they come over to your account and they binge everything you've got going on. So let's talk about this like binge effect with TikTok. Yeah. So I've, like I said, I made my videos, I kind of started them in a series. So I, my series was called how to plan a wedding 101. And I was giving these really quick tips and tricks um, about wedding planning that like I said, if you're a wedding planner, if you have even spent a second in the wedding industry, you know, all this stuff. And that's true for any industry is like you gain so much knowledge, but it's very industry specific knowledge. So I don't know anything about branding or fonts or whatever, but I'm sure, you know, like a ton and ton and ton of content of stuff that you could deliver to me that I would never know about. And so same with weddings. So I started my series, how to plan a wedding 101 and was giving those little tips. And, uh, if someone found a tip valuable, then they wanted to read all of my other tips because they're all applicable to this person's wedding day or them planning their wedding, or maybe their friends planning their wedding, or they want to become a wedding planner or whatever. Um, And so creating a series of like how to plan a wedding 101, picking your flowers, how to plan a wedding 101, creating your timeline, how to plan. And every single video started with me saying the words, how to plan a wedding 101, every single video. And then every single caption on my video was wedding planning 101. And then the subject of that video. So again, if they wanted to come to my page, I mean, now my page has hundreds and hundreds of videos and let's say someone's scrolling through, I put the captions on all of my videos. That's the content specific caption. So they're like, Oh, I need help with my timeline. I'm going to click on the timeline video or, Oh, I want to see dress inspiration. I'll click on the dress video and really making it like a series, but also kind of breaking it down into categories so that if they 
had a specific question or wanted to look at a specific topic, it's all right there for them. Exactly. And I think that creating series is a great way to do that with TikTok. Um, Kind of similar, like you would make a playlist or you'd make a watch list on YouTube, like creating content that people want to come back to um, and learn from the beginning. So when you position yourself as an expert and you're sharing the things that you know, based on your industry experience, like it becomes a really natural progression for someone wanting to work with you. So have you gotten clients from TikTok? What does that look like? How does your positioning on TikTok help bring you actual business because that's what I think people care about at the end of the day yeah so I've booked probably a handful of clients off of TikTok like not I mean an astronomical amount probably four or five but with weddings you know you book less clients throughout the year because they're bigger projects so that was about like maybe a third of my uh, weddings last year were from TikTok that's also to say that I get probably hundreds of inquiries from TikTok a month and you kind of have to weed through the ones that, you know, fit with your brand and fit with your style and, you know, are going to be good for your business. But yeah, I got a lot of business from it, but it's also been funneling a lot of people to my Instagram, which has been great because then it's a new way for me to interact with clients. I think um, on Instagram, like I said, it's very oversaturated. So it was hard to stand out in a market of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of accounts of wedding planners or photographers or florists that were pushing out these gorgeous images. And like I said, it's hard to make yourself stand out when it's already like that. But being on TikTok and being able for people to see my face, hear my voice, um, have me share those tips, get to know my personality, I think has helped me stand out. I know a lot of other wedding planners or wedding vendors that are on TikTok right now that do way more gorgeous weddings than I do. They're in the ultra luxury market doing absolutely, you know, beautiful, gorgeous events that I hope to do one day. And they only have maybe a hundred to 200 followers because they haven't made that switch over from images to video because on their TikToks, it's not them showing their face, talking about tips, giving advice. It's them showing, look at this ultra beautiful wedding, which it is, but it's, again, like it's people have seen it before. So you kind of have to give them something they haven't experienced before because they can go on Pinterest or Instagram and look at a million weddings of, you know, ultra luxury flowers that are hanging from the ceiling and, you know, coming from every corner and big venue transformations. Um, But that's not going to help them in planning their wedding when you can tell them, oh, you know, if your sunsets at this time, this is when you should start the ceremony. That's more applicable, more approachable, and it casts a wider net. So Agreed. someone could look at that wedding and be like, oh, that's wedding goals, but are you actually helping them plan their wedding? And I think that TikTok's been a new media for me to cast a wider net, to gain a bigger audience, to help people of all you know ages, price range, locations, everything, help them plan their wedding. And it's helping to build your brand in the process. Also, TikTok is a wonderful opportunity to kind of grow your brand voice, like you were saying. So like talking face to camera, but there are opportunities to share videos that don't necessarily need to be you face to camera. So majority of my account, for example, is me narrating what you're seeing on screen. So like walking through a project or showing a exactly how I designed this logo. I think if you're a service-based business, especially a business with a lot of visuals, wedding planner, interior designer, brand designer, photographer, um, fashion brand, like there's a lot of opportunity to show process. I think process is a really great way to document how you do what you do and how you do it so well. Uh, Those seem to do really well on TikTok. But really, I think to bring it back to what you were just saying, 
the idea of using your TikTok as a traffic driver to your other platforms is fabulous. Like this, I think is a big credit for how I was able to grow my Instagram account. And in the last year, I like doubled my following on Instagram, which was great. I drive people a lot to my Facebook group. Uh, there's definitely people that are coming through to my contact form. So you said you had about a third of your clients coming from TikTok. Over half of my clients in 2020 came from TikTok and they were some of my best clients. And that's 50% of my revenue. So that's kind of no joke when it comes to like business marketing. I can't really attribute that to any other platform as far as bringing me leads. The nice thing about TikTok also is that it will link your Instagram or your YouTube or whatever in your bio information. So people can come to your other platform if you do already make more of an effort on Instagram or you have a better um, history of what you, what your brand offers on another platform. It's quite easy to drive people. It like plays nicely with the other apps. Also, you can share Instagram or share TikToks directly to your Instagram stories, which is a great way to kind of bring that content to your audience over there. Uh, I know you love the TikTok editor. Can you say briefly about the like video editing capabilities within TikTok? I like to keep it as simple as possible. I'm not a tech savvy person. I'm not uh, like, I mean, yeah, I sound like probably all the boomers who are like, I can't do TikTok. I don't know technology but I truly don't. Um, and so I chose to make my videos in a way and that was easiest for me. And that's just me holding up my camera, like a selfie, pointing it at my face, recording myself saying something for 10 seconds, not putting any music to it, no special effects, anything, and just uploading it. And then sharing that to my Instagram or to my Instagram stories or sending it to people, that kind of stuff and really making it as easy as possible. Was that your question? <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Well, because I think people get intimidated by video because they don't know like what video editing right. app to use or how to add music or how to like, what should be they adding hashtags or not. And I think it's much easier once you're in it, it's much easier to understand how to use it. Um, it's more similar yes. to like Instagram stories than you would think. Say you're talking to someone and you're trying to convince them why their brand should be on TikTok. Because I know you and I have both convinced a good handful of people that they should be on TikTok for their brand. What is kind of your ca the case that you make for like why they should absolutely be on TikTok? Um, one, and this is the point that you pointed out to me at the beginning of last year. And it's kind of basically you pointed this out to me at the beginning of last year that it's a new media and it's kind of a free for all market right now. Not a ton of people are on it. And so I was able to kind of swoop in, grab a really good handle at the beginning and kind of be one of a very small handful of people that was on people that were on there doing wedding content. So one, it's still fairly new. I know it doesn't seem like it anymore, but it's still fairly new, especially for the business side. There's obviously a lot of comedy accounts and dancing accounts and singing accounts, but business-wise, it's still a pretty new platform for businesses. So one, get on it while it's still new, be able to establish yourself in a small circle, be the big fish in a little pond, but be the expert, get on there before everyone else is um, and kind of blaze that path. Because I mean, I walk into so many vendor meetings now or talk to clients or see people at networking events. So like, oh my God, I follow you on TikTok. I watch all of your videos, all that stuff. And it's just that like brand recognizability now that it's my face on there. Because like I said, my Instagram was all wedding pictures because you know, you want to show your portfolio, but you want to keep your brand and your work, you and your brand like separate kind of sometimes. But on my TikTok, it's really just my face. So now I walk into a networking room or vendor meetings and people immediately recognize me. It gives me credibility. 
um, it kind of establishes me more in my industry. So one is just get on it while it's still a small circle of businesses on there promoting their business. And two, especially for my industry, this is the next generation of people getting married. I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's just a bunch of dumb teenagers on there. Like they're all 14, whatever. It started out as that, but honestly, it's all age ranges now. And this is the whole next generation of people getting married. Just like, you know, Facebook was really popular and then Instagram came around. Now Facebook's not as, you know, used in the same way where I think TikTok's going to do something similar where like now everyone gets their information from TikTok. They spend all their time watching videos, all that kind of stuff. And it's much more of an interactive platform, I would say too. Um, like on my videos, people are asking me questions and responding to them with videos, but even on other accounts I've seen someone will, a bride will go on there and say, Hey guys, like my, she'll make her own video on her own account and say, I'm getting married at this venue. Um, like help me choose my bridesmaids dresses. I know this one girl who's gotten like 300,000 followers on TikTok because she just started posting about needing to find bridesmaids dresses and she tries them on for her videos and people comment like, Oh, I love that one. Don't love that one. You should add this. And it's just become a whole new interactive media for brands to talk to their audience, but also like get feedback and answer questions and all that stuff where Instagram, a lot of, you know, what we've seen is it's kind of like a highlight reel of like the best of the best. You're not necessarily going to be getting people in the comment section of a wedding picture saying, what should I do for my own wedding? Or them saying like, what should I do for my wedding? Because that's just like not how the platform is, I feel like. Whereas TikTok's kind of opened up the communication of viewers and posters where you want that interaction, you want that, um, those comments, and you can respond with videos and um, really make that like one-on-one connection with someone in your brand voice and as your business. Um, in a way that Instagram doesn't really, not that they don't allow for, but just hasn't really become popular for. And it's an important thing to note about the way that TikTok functions. It functions if you're familiar with Bitcoin, like blockchain style. So you start with some concept or some idea and then people build on it. Like that's the whole point. So the whole idea is to take what somebody else has done and remix it in your own way. So that's why the trends catch on and why the dancing trends catch on is because somebody will make a dance and then somebody will try to then replicate that dance or put their new twist on it or add a different effect or whatever. And now that it's evolved past dancing, like you can see this in other applications. So thinking about how your brand can participate in a conversation or use the stitch feature or use the duet feature and create more conversation with your audience as a way of like, it's, it's creative blockchain, basically, it's like, Mm -hmm. there's more collaboration potential with TikTok than I think with Instagram, whereas Instagram, you post this and you're like, look at this, isn't this great? And that's that kind of stops. It doesn't really give a lot of opportunity to build on what somebody else has been building in a way that still gives them credit. Because the problem also with Instagram, and at least in the creative community is people will repost content, but then not credit the original source. Whereas on TikTok, that's really a part of how their platform was built was a way to go back to that source to find out who used that sound first and see the original video. And it kind of leaves this breadcrumb trail back to the original content creator, which is fabulous because then the right people get the right kind of credit. Something about trends in general. Do you have a current favorite trend? I know we don't want to spend the whole episode talking about TikTok trends because they're going to change like this, but do you have a favorite TikTok phenomena that's been happening to kind of wrap this all up? I have fallen down a deep, dark rabbit hole. Not that dark, but been following, um, if you watch the show Bridgerton, 
there's this one girl on TikTok who's been writing a Bridgerton musical. Abigail Barlow. Yes, it's incredible. And I've been listening to all of the songs and like waiting for them to come out on Spotify because these songs are so good. And I've just like fallen down the hole of like listening to every single song of every single plot point of that show. And great example of maybe it's not, she's not really running it as a business account. She's a uh, independent singer songwriter, but a great way to kind of get people involved in your community and get people involved in your music is she kind of took this thing that was popular, created it, created something awesome, posted to TikTok and then gave people the opportunity to do the actual duet of the song. And then it becomes this whole thing of like, you're comparing all the different duets with each other. She's killing it. I mean, she is so creative. The whole Bridgerton thing is like spot on, but her stuff has been going viral. And this also, this whole concept idea came from Ratatouille, the musical. So who tell, can you summarize what the heck Ratatouille, the musical was? Ratatouille, the musical was the best thing to come out of quarantine. If you guys know the movie Ratatouille, the Disney movie, um, I've only ever seen it once, so I don't know it that well, but people just decided that like it would be really awesome as a musical. One person wrote, wrote one song that was like almost a joke of like, if Ratatouille was a musical and they just wrote this song and, it, and everyone was like, okay, but low key, this song is really good. And people just started building off that. They're like, oh, okay. So if we're making Ratatouille into a musical, this is, would be the song for this scene. Or this is the kind of costumes I would want people to wear. This would be the set design that people would have. Or I'm submitting a dance video for how I think the background dancers would dance during this song. And it just like, honestly, like, like just turned into this whole phenomenon. And then they actually ended up producing it. So then they got wind of like New York City Broadway producers and ended up producing the Ratatouille, the musical show for like $4 tickets. But this is exactly what we're saying as far as like you can get into these super niche communities and like follow these storylines of people that get connected from all different walks of life, all different backgrounds. And what a cool opportunity as a brand to like participate or not participate in any of those things that you see going around. Um, I think it definitely is pulling the attention and I want to get back to what you're saying of like this is the new generation of people planning weddings because also this is the new generation of people starting businesses like there's no reason that somebody who's 19 couldn't learn from what I've got going on and could eventually be my client so I want to create conversation and create content that is valuable for anyone who's interested in design because that you never really know where people are going to end up and I think that being being close-minded about like, oh, well, my ideal client demo isn't on TikTok, you're doing yourself a disservice because you can learn so much about visual communications, about marketing, about communication through video by watching what other brands are doing on TikTok and doing your own TikTok videos. It just has so much reach. Yeah. Honestly, I went to a cake tasting last week with my favorite bakery and they do, I mean, hundreds of weddings a year. They're probably one of the most popular ones in DFW. Um, Like, they just do insane amount of weddings. And I was talking to her um, about TikTok. She was like, Oh, I see her on TikTok. It's great. And I was like, yeah, you guys should get on it. And I said, not that you need the business. And she was like, no, we need the business. She's like, that's the biggest disservice you can do to yourself as a business owner is to say that you don't need the business. She was like, we do hundreds of weddings a year. We are slammed to capacity, but we need the business. We always need the business. She was like, I'm going to hire. She's like, I'm hiring a girl this year to start our TikTok account. Um, just because you can never fall into the trap of thinking that you don't need business. Such a good takeaway. Yeah. Even if TikTok's not, you know, it's not my ideal audience. They're all 14, they're all 15 or, um, you know, they can't, I mean, a lot of wedding industry people will say like, they don't have the budget for me or whatever. That's not to say that 
you give them a tip, they send it to their friend who's also getting married, who sends it to someone who's in your area who wants to, you know, the my first wedding that I booked off of TikTok, her sister sent her one of my videos and said, Hey, this girl's in Dallas, you should check her out. So everyone knows everyone. And 14 year olds like cake. Yeah. And your potential clients are literally everywhere. I get so many messages of people being like, I'm 13. But in 10, 15 years, when I get married, I want you to be my planner. I get those messages every day. So it's just goes to show you that your potential client is everywhere and you always need the business. Totally. I completely agree. And I think um, now that people are starting to understand that more and understanding that the capacity for that more, there is so much room to also show different kinds of career paths on TikTok of people who are, what do I need to study to do what you do? And then I can lead them to the podcast. I can lead them to the Facebook group. I can have a conversation. But I think with brands that are intimidated by TikTok, it's about kind of like testing and then seeing what works and then adjusting and kind of doing that constant Creating, be, becoming part of the conversation really is, I guess, the theme of what we're talking about here. But I think it's to the, I love that point about the cake person, because to that point, I think that it's the, the designers who, and the people who I know, some of the most creative people that I know never share their stuff online. Nobody gets to see it. And if they can't see yeah. it, then they can't, they don't know that you do it. And if they don't know that they do it, they're not going to come to your contact form. Like yep. they're not going to try to work with you if they can't see what it is that you can do. So that to me is the most obvious thing about social media marketing, but I think it's also one of the most overlooked things. Yeah. I think it just adds something else to put to your portfolio. It adds another level of, um, Hey, look what I can do. And even if no one sees it, it's still there. I mean, who's to say someone doesn't see it a month from now and it's like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. It's always going to live there. It's going to be a part of your portfolio. It's something new you can show people. So like, there's really no reason not to, it's not like you're going to lose business from doing it. Right. And there's also like, there's a lot of misconceptions about like TikTok growth hacks and like people who are going to try to give you advice for how to grow your TikTok. Like someone on Clubhouse today was like, oh, I started my TikTok account. I uploaded six or seven videos, but they didn't perform. So I got discouraged. So I stopped doing it. And now I want to get back into it. So should I just delete my old account and start over? Because I know that if you get more traffic in the first six or seven videos, then like, then you're going to explode. It's like, there's not a real, I don't believe in that kind of like growth hacking stuff because it's almost better. And I'm more refreshed by someone who like had a come up story. Like you can go back to my old videos. They have like 200 views versus the ones that are now getting 300, 400,000. And to see that transformation, to see the growth, I think is really relatable. And I think it's a great way to kind of measure your own progress on something like a social media app. So I don't think you should like be scrapping accounts. It takes practice. It takes work. And sometimes your stuff just tanks and you don't really have control over it. But the best thing you can do is just like get back on the horse and make more content. And that's the nice thing about the way that TikTok operates is like on Instagram. I mean, I was saying I make like four to five videos a day when I first started. If I did that on Instagram, people would get annoyed as shit with me because you don't want four pictures in your feed from the same person because on Instagram, you're living on the feed of the people that you follow. Whereas on TikTok and the way they operate, you're on that for you page. So you're on a feed that's getting curated for you. So TikTok is constantly sending out your videos in no chronological order and they're sending it out to people's for you pages. So I get likes on videos that I made months ago, like back in April or May, I'm still getting likes and comments on those videos because of the way that it pushes out the content to people that are relating to other content similar. So scrapping videos, who's to say, okay, maybe you got 200 views in the first week, but who's to say two, three months from now, it's not going to go, you know, quote unquote viral and everyone's going to be sending it to each other. It just takes time. And it, 
I think the biggest piece of advice I give to people is just even before you start making videos, just get on the app, like get on it, watch some videos, see how it works. Look at the content, figure out how the for you page works versus following someone, um, all that kind of stuff. And you'll kind of get an idea of like, okay, this is how it operates. So this is how I can not manipulate it, but like use it in a way that's going to be useful for me. So like I said, posting four to five times a day, he would never do that on Instagram, but on TikTok, you can post as many times as you want and it's not going to continuously show up on someone's feed and they're not going to get annoyed with all of this content because it's getting sent out to random people all the time. And on top of that, with TikTok, the the content is much more evergreen, but this is the message I was trying to say as like a giant takeaway for social media marketing. The intention should never be to go viral. You never want to get into a social media platform and do your marketing and be like, oh, I'm going to do this. So I go viral. Viral is great in the short term. It's horrible in the long run. And you see this with TikTok all the time. Somebody might have a huge video, six, seven million views, whatever. And you go to the rest of their page and it does not at all convert to followers because they don't have any similar content on their page. Yeah, because they don't have consistency. Exactly. So it's much better to grow like low and slow and like ramp up over time, but create a whole library of meaningful content for that ideal client avatar so that they're actually wanting to engage with your account long term instead of just creating that one piece of viral content. Like viral should be the cherry on top, but not the goal. I had like about, I think probably five to six planning videos before I had my one that went, that really took off. So I had done four to five, like how to plan a wedding 101 videos. No one was listening to it. No one was paying attention to it. And then I said the one about the RSVP cards and that one gained a ton of popularity. And so everyone went and went back to my profile to watch my other tips that I already had up there. So like you said, keeping consistent. I mean, obviously try a few different things out and see which one you feel works best for you. For me, it was just giving tips to the camera and I made those tips. One got really popular. So then I was like, okay, this is what people, you know, are coming to my page for. They're not going to go to every single person's wedding page for tips. Maybe they just want to, you know, see the pretty stuff or see behind the scenes or whatever, but they were specifically coming to my profile to see my tips and tricks. So that's what I kept sharing. And then that's what, you know, I started to be known for. And that's what I gained more and more followers for. Exactly. Exactly. I think we covered tons of TikTok advice. Is there anything else about TikTok that you would want people to know or would be useful when like considering like, okay, maybe I should start a TikTok account for my business? I want people to know that I didn't want to do TikTok until you told me that I had to do it. And then I started it and then I got more followers than you. Okay. That's okay, what I want okay. people to know. Okay. So tell, tell us about what kind of content do you think made your stuff go so meta? Like you have this whole series called Unpopular Opinions About Weddings. Yeah, that was, so I started with my tips and tricks and then I literally ran out of tips and tricks to share because I had hundreds of videos and I was like, that is every single piece of wedding knowledge that I have. So I didn't have any more, so I needed to come up with something new. So I started my Unpopular Wedding Opinions, which I started because I found that people, like I said, like to interact with accounts. They like to share their opinion. They like to ask questions. They like to comment on stuff. So I had the idea to just say something very polarizing and start sharing my, like I said, their unpopular opinions. So start sharing my polarizing opinions. And then I knew that people would get in the comments and start 
to fight about it and, you know, have discussions about, well, I would do it this way or no, I want to do it this way or you shouldn't do it that way or whatever. Um, Just started sharing stuff that I knew was going to like gain people's attention and get them talking on my page. Um, And so that's when another really popular series of mine, I think I've done like 20 videos on it of unpopular wedding opinions. And they're my most popular videos right now because everyone has an opinion (laughs) about everything. Exactly. And weddings are something that's universal. So if you're a brand that has a product or you have a service-based business, think about those things that are your, that like get under your skin that like bother you, that could be a way to, again, like kind of explain your brand voice or explain context, but really foster conversation because engagement is gold. It is the currency Mm -hmm. of our, our current social media existence and yeah, the unpopular opinion. You, I love the ones of the people that are duetting you also good to know TikTok, the trolls can be mean. Yeah. The trolls can be pretty mean. So you got to have a thick, you got to have a thick skin for sure. Um, but if you can like weather the storm and stomach it, then you definitely are, are fit for TikTok. My favorite thing is TikTok allows you to really call out your trolls in a way that Instagram doesn't. So on TikTok, you can respond to comments with a video. And that has been my other favorite pastime is picking out the comments that are just like, absolutely ridiculous or like unnecessarily rude and responding with a video to them. And people also like those because it shows like my personality, my sense of humor, I'm very sarcastic. And I get to respond to these people who say, you know, I had one video of this guy who said, if anyone who hires a wedding planner is lazy and you guys are expensive for no reason, and it's such a waste of money. And so I responded to his video saying, so I guess you're not going to hire me then. That's a bummer because you seem like you're really fun to work with. So that's a great way too of like kind of creating, pulling your brand personality through. And if you are that right. kind of person, like think about how you would interact with somebody like that in, in real life and know that everything that you do on TikTok is an extension of your brand and on all, all socials. But I think it's a great way to kind of explain that. I think um, replying to comments with video is something I need to experiment with more. And it's a great way to justify and figure out what those common objections to your services, to your prices, to your product would be, and then mitigate it right there. Like answer that question, call it out and, and uh, make your point be heard. Cool. Where can everybody find you, follow you, see your TikTok content, work with you, et cetera. On my TikTok, my handle is Dallas Wedding Planner. Like I said, I got in there early and scooped up that really nice handle. So Dallas Wedding Planner on TikTok, on Instagram, it's at Sistered States. And on Pinterest, it's at Sistered States. And my website is just sisteredstates.com. Perfect. Cool. Thanks for all the TikTok stuff. You guys don't forget to rate, review, subscribe on the podcast. You don't miss episodes. This Sis My Aesthetic. This is part one. Come back for part, like and follow for part two of Sis My Aesthetic, the mini-sode, which turned into a long episode. We have a lot to say about TikTok and maybe there's even more TikTok. So leave your questions on Instagram, leave them on TikTok on either of our accounts so we can answer them. And don't forget to join the Facebook group. Kiss my aesthetic. See ya. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Kiss My Aesthetic podcast. For show notes on what we've discussed today, links to anything that might be relevant, go to mkwcreative.co slash kmapod. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, all the happy stuff wherever you listen to podcasts. And come join us in the Facebook group, Kiss My Aesthetic. We would love to see you there. Have a great day.